0: Welcome to episode number 65 of Peak Curiosity. My name is Abigail and today I am joined by my friend Chase Knott to discuss my favorite book, 1984. So this podcast still turned out to be about an hour and 45 minutes, but over the past two weeks, I've still been kicking myself for the things I didn't say about this book. Seriously, I could talk about it for hours upon hours. If you have not read 1984, I hope this podcast inspires you to go pick it up. I hope you enjoy it, and I will talk to you after Christmas. Um, we are going to review
1: 1984. Yes. Or at least try. We're going to do our best.
0: Number one, I asked my brother to do this with me, and he listened to it. And then he was so disturbed (laughs) that he refused. Mm -hmm. So then your plan B. (laughs) How does that make you feel?
1: Uh, Like I'm worth about 50 bucks.
0: Okay. Perfect. Or is it 25? (laughs) (laughs) So I read it. Well, I listened to it for the third time just this fall. Okay. And you, this is your first time through. So yes. We'll have a rookie and an expert. I also skimmed it a fourth time, and you can see I marked up my book. But then I was starting to feel embarrassed because it was getting more marked up than my Bible, and I didn't (laughs) want to think about it, so I stopped.
1: (laughs) Whoops. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I don't know what that tells you about me, but probably isn't good.
1: It's okay. I'm a person that doesn't mark my Bible at all.
0: I'm afraid to make a mistake because then I have to live with that mistake in my Bible for the rest of my life.
1: Well, it's not even a mistake. I just, I just don't want anything in there. I'm just like, I, I like it plain.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so overall impressions.
1: Overall impressions. Oh, boy. Um, It was disturbing and it got really hard to listen to. I think it was half two-thirds of the way um as they started getting more in detail uh or or maybe it's closer to the end terrible memory i apologize <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no concept of time when i'm listening to okay. books um <laughs> but when he got into um prison or, or was arrested I, I don't know if you can call that prison but it he went to the ministry of love right i believe it was called mm-hmm. um it was a little too graphic for me, and I'm I'm rather squeamish, so I had a hard time making it through that that portion of the book. Um, through his his time in I want to say Azkaban. <laughs> it's not Azkaban. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like Harry Potter. It
0: works. It works.
1: <laughs> but it it seems accurate to me, honestly.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, that's that's just kind of what I envisioned when I, when he was describing the the place. Yeah. Was just this hard
0: soul-sucking creatures yeah so what did you think like as you're getting an intro into winston and the world that is oceana and big brother what did you think
1: as i was getting introduced to him his character made sense and it made sense that he worked for the government in in some way um what, what i had a hard time understanding until later in the book uh what was what oceania was um because it's not well described until later in the book when they talk about um the the different governments i guess that there are um left on the earth at at, at Mm -hmm. what is that time um and so i I was trying to figure out, like, I I kept following the book as, as best I could, but I I could never quite understand what Oceania was. I knew they kept saying London, so I was assuming it was just Great Britain. Here, I just um,
0: looked up a map. Why don't you come look at this? Yeah, so, well, no, because
1: later they talk about they do. It's okay. all of North America, Australia, the British Islands, mm-hmm. um, Canada, Canada, just all
0: of North and South America. Yeah, Greenland, Iceland. And then Eurasia is essentially the Russian... Oh dear, I don't know what that is, but... Here,
1: let me look. Um, so that's just above Saudi Arabia. Okay.
0: So it's all of Russia to Saudi Arabia, and then East Asia is most of, you know, Asia. <laughs> China. Yeah, and yeah. India. North Korea, that yes. stuff. North, South Korea. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about those slogans, the party slogans. Okay. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength.
1: Okay. Um, What do you want to talk about? I, I, what,
0: I mean, what were your impressions when you heard that? Because I remember when I read this book, I was just like, my world is making sense for the first time. Yeah. And actually... The first two times I read this book, I literally couldn't remember the characters' names because I was so engrossed in just like ha- the world. And then this third time through, when I was, I was actually able to think about who the people were. Anyway, but yeah. yeah.
1: Um. Well, the uh, the the slogans, war. Well, let's start with "War is Peace." That honestly, it, it made sense to a certain degree because when you have a population's focus on one enemy one thing uh like war so they're but between the book they switch wars between eurasia and uh east asia um and and they of course rewrite the history every single time to say that they've been at at war with this country for the whole time yeah uh since memory and until forever, right um which is obviously untrue, but that's what they tell everyone anyway uh, but but when they say war is peace, that made a little sense to me because like when, when you have everyone focused on and fighting a common enemy, you're free to do whatever at home for the most part so so it, it keeps some sort of unity at, at home um and, mm-hmm. and you keep everything under control
0: yeah, whenever you have a common enemy, you can have some form of unity, which, and then the other thing is, especially when he gets later into where he's reading Goldstein's book, which actually turns out to be fake. Yes. That, that whole section on war is peace. It's like, we actually don't disagree with it because we want in America to have the biggest military of all time Mm -hmm. so that we will be at peace, which I do not agree with. In any way. <laughs> and it, it doesn't actually make sense. Like why is war peace? But that's how we think. Think of just police officers. We, you have to have a militant police force. To yeah. keep the peace. So it isn't totally wrong. Which is really interesting. Um,
1: I, I think. There's actually. It's misconstrued a little bit. Because war itself genuinely is not peace. It, it is technically the exact opposite. Especially for the people who are most affected by it, where the war is happening. Yeah. Um, Strength, however, is genuinely peace. So when you have, say, like a strong military or a strong police force um, that uphold either uh, laws here at home or international law um, and and deal with threats, it it does keep the peace in a much more real sense. Um, and, And so I think you know in the book it's obviously their their government big brother is genuinely trying to misconstrue reality um and they do a good job of that and being really subtle about it honestly cuz like like i said strength is like it, it, it leads to peace in in a much more real sense whereas war you know you you have a sense of peace here at home um but it's not it's not genuine peace mm
0: mm-hmm. mhm uh, freedom is slavery.
1: Freedom is slavery. Okay. Um,
0: is there any piece of it that is true?
1: Yes. I, I want to say yes. Okay. Um, And I have to apologize because there was one moment when I was reading the book that this all like that that slogan absolutely clicked. And now I'm having a hard time putting it back into words. Okay. Um. Because when he was reading reading the book that he got he got from goldstein 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 i want to make it a german name and i don't know why (laughs) (laughs) he's a nazi goldstein
0: (laughs) it sounds very german um it's probably on purpose
1: that that's fair um (laughs) but because there's there's the section on on um freedom is slavery in there and that's when it, it their concept of it started to click and make more sense to where um when you enslave yourself to an ideology or or um, a, a practice or something, you're you're much more free in the rest of your life, uh, j- just because you you know what your goal is and you know what you're working towards. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, but like when when you don't like ha- have a set frame or a set goal, there there everything is just tearing at you and, and you don't really go anywhere so it's like it's like he kind of describes the the proles is that what they're called the yeah, common the people lower class yeah. yeah common people um where they're they're not part of the party so he kind of describes their their lives as as meaningless they you know do whatever it is that they will but they don't get anywhere in life whereas the party though they kind of keep changing war with who they're at war with and whatnot. Um, and, and they're not actually making any real headway. Um, they, they are, they're slaves to their idea of, of keeping, oh gosh, that was going somewhere and now I've lost <laughs> it. <laughs> um, I apologize.
0: <laughs> it just was in keeping with their idea of, so the common people. Yes. Meaningless.
1: Yes. Um, the, the, the government has at least like some some goal, some meaning that they're striving towards. Um,
0: yeah, that's interesting. That had never made sense to me. I uh, that has always been like this is literally the most nonsensical statement that has ever been. But I suppose <laughs> it's one of those things where um, Jocko says discipline equals freedom, which sounds like it can't be. Yes. But it's true like you can't actually ever get anywhere. You aren't f- I don't know, freedom so- sounds like a wrong wrong word, but
1: But but it's probably yeah. correct.
0: <laughs> yeah. But you can't do anything unless you work hard. Yeah. Like we bought this house, but if I had not been disciplined to literally spend $30 a month my high school career career then we wouldn't have been able to buy a house later so
1: yes well i i think uh, mu- much the same that i said about their first slogan war is peace is like partially true but misconstrued um you know it's not bringing real peace whereas um freedom isn't actually slavery it's or, or sorry slavery isn't actually freedom it's um what is the word you use no nope. discipline <laughs> discipline okay discipline is freedom a- yeah. and so i think it's that same idea where, where they're taking some idea that's whole and true and they're misconstruing it uh, um to make it still seem true at least in a fashion if you understand it but it, it's genuinely still not
0: yeah it's the news speak yes <laughs>
1: that threw me for a loop <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: we will talk about that in just a second so the last one is ignorance is strength this one is interesting i don't totally understand it yeah like how could ignorance be strength i don't know
1: it well okay i i did understand it to a point i don't think i understand it the way they meant and i definitely need to re- reread the book more more than one more time Um, (laughs) there's so much more to dig into and to learn, um, but I I think they're pointing at the ignorance of the people is the strength of the party.
0: Oh yeah, okay, that totally makes sense.
1: Um, but I I also think that you know the ignorance of the party is also the strength of the party because if everyone realized what they were genuinely doing, um, as far as how they're they're hurting their fellow man and whatnot, they by and large wouldn't be doing it um and so i think ignorance for both the common people and party members is is the strength of the party itself
0: yeah i see i see um should we talk about winston's job
1: yeah sure
0: (laughs) so winston's job
1: what is his job description i honestly don't remember it is to
0: take old News or speeches from Big Brother that mm-hmm. have turned out to be false yeah. and change them and change all of the records associated with it. Yeah. So it's now true.
1: I know, but what what was his job title or did he have one? Oh, <laughs> see. Pause looking through the book. Yeah. Because he worked for the Ministry of Truth.
0: Yeah, the Ministry of Truth, which is in job is to make lies. Yeah. Manufacturize. I don't know that he has a job description. Okay. Yeah. It it might be in here, but it's just a little tiny
1: Probably a thing. blooper. Yeah. What I find interesting is that from what they know, they so they all have this little slot next to him at work where once they get a piece of information or or, or look at old information or whatever, like like everything they touch that's paper that they read eventually goes in this slot that they think goes to get burned um but we don't we don't actually know what happens mm-hmm. to that there, there is no description and there's no character that is tied to where those actually go so we don't know if the government or big brother is actually collecting those and and um like even collecting each individuals and, and filing them and, and keeping track of people or if they actually are getting burned
0: I assume they're getting burned because I don't know if you are already that nefarious of a government why you would want to keep records of your own corruption if Mm. you could help it. So I'm assuming it's being destroyed. Yeah. (laughs) It just cracks me up that the ministries of the party are the Ministry of Truth, which covers the news, entertainment, education, and art
1: which is all lies (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) and then the ministry of peace is the war department yes obviously and then the ministry of love is the police and the torture
1: (laughs) (laughs) that one really threw me for a loop because like i understand something being called like the the ministry of of truth and you know it's all government propaganda um but that's what they want you to believe to be truth at least or the Ministry of Peace, so you, you believe that their goal is peace. Um, but the Ministry of Love, that one just, that that one really knocked me for a loop. Because I'm like, I this makes no sense. We know they're getting tortured there. <laughs> and, and like, it, it's not even hidden that they're mm-hmm. not trying to be quote-unquote loving.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Well, but then the Ministry of Plenty is pretty much just as bad where it's... yeah. Well, last week we announced you were going to have 20 ounces of chocolate a week. Uh, turns out you're only getting 15. But look at how successful the Ministry of Plenty is for providing you with 15
1: Yeah, ounces. actually, no. They would go back and say, we said we were going to cut you back to 10. or No.
0: Yeah to ten. But no no so so a few weeks ago you got ten ounces a week.
1: And now you're now you're getting, you're 15. getting
0: fifteen. Look yeah. at how great the party is.
1: Yeah. That that was so weird to me, cause cause they kept having to rewrite records mm-hmm. on, on the most arbitrary <laughs> items. <laughs> Boots and, and shoelaces, you know, they they would say, We're gonna produce twenty million. Well they really only produced uh Ten million, but they're gonna say they produce fifteen million anyway. But they're gonna tell you they were they they only said they were gonna produce five million. Right? So it's just <laughs> lie, 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 lie.
0: <laughs> I'm was thinking about refraining from current events, but I just literally can't. I mean, the other day wasn't the White House bragging about how oil has gone down two cents, like gas has gone down two cents a gallon, and they're like, "Yay!" and we're like yeah two cents um (laughs) that's your victory here
1: i honestly don't know because i've i've really been avoiding all all news and politics i i've actually don't even have social media on my phone anymore um
0: (laughs) that's all probably a good thing
1: i was i well (laughs) i i needed healthier life choices yeah um (laughs) but so to your point i uh i don't know if they said that i do remember the whole um barbecue debacle when you save what 16 cents yeah, on the barbecue fourth of july it was mm-hmm. like
0: you're gonna save 16 cents this year on your whole fourth of july party yeah
1: and then thanksgiving was like a whole 20 bucks more expensive right <laughs> <laughs> um but and then they referenced back to yeah to the fourth of july they're like well you saved 16 cents <laughs> i'm like that doesn't equal out yeah
0: well and talk about ministry of plenty was it a month ago jen sackey said well Inflation really isn't a problem because we don't even have stuff on the shelves. And you're seeing lots of articles where it's like, inflation is actually a good thing. And you're thinking, oh, so I have less money now. That's good?
1: Exactly. No, inflation, well, there there is a healthy rate of inflation. Um, so inflation can be good because it does allow your economy to grow, but not rapid inflation. Rapid inflation is very, very bad for the economy.
0: Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't totally understand how inflation works other than it is general – it reduces the buying power of the dollar, which doesn't seem like that could ever be a good thing. Like, I I don't understand that. How could it be good?
1: So as long as from, – from what I understand <laughs> – no <laughs> one quote me, please.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh,
1: from what I understand – when you have uh, like like a gradual, steady pace of inflation, um, it, it's healthy because over time, corporations and, and and whatnot are all allowed to adjust your pay scale with it. But it also, as the value of the dollar slowly goes down, it allows more money through circulation because um, c- people people end up spending more um, on items that they need or want without really noticing it you know things are two three cents more expensive here and there um and and so more money ends up flowing around and and creating more taxes creating more jobs um and then why
0: would i want more taxes
1: well no no no. like like (laughs) sales sales tax things okay. like that and, and then as wages again increase, why would i want more sales tax I, i'm not disagreeing okay <laughs> this is not about taxes though
0: <laughs> i will make anything about taxes
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's better for the economy in general uh, but then again you do still have to have market crashes to bring um, inflation back into rain because it will always go out of control so it's healthy for a time and then you have to have a little bit of a market dip or a dump or a Great Depression even. <laughs> I um,
0: See, I just don't think that it's good. Yeah. I'm I'm not buying what you're selling.
1: That's okay. You don't, you don't have to <laughs> buy it. I'm not trying to sell anything.
0: I should probably read some books about economics. I tried listening to a Thomas Sowell book and it was like, I need this on 0.25 speed to understand. Like, it's way too dense to just listen to, so. Yeah. Okay. The 2 minutes hate.
1: Yes. How often does that happen? Once every two weeks, once a month?
0: I thought it was once every week. Once every or week. Or something. Okay. Yeah. Uh, thoughts?
1: It's really weird to me. Like, like I understand why they do it from, from a excuse me party government perspective um because it's it's spreading propaganda um propping up the government propping up whatever lies that they're trying to spread at the time um and they're also at the same time informing people who they're at war with at the moment even though they say they've been at war with the same person or the same nation you know for eternity um but the fact that it's every weekend and mandatory is a little weird to me, and also that it's mandatory for party members. Why is it that the the proles, the common people, they don't have televisions or, or whatever they are, telescreens, screens? Because these telescreens screens can listen to you and hear and see you, and they also show an yeah. image and, and play noise. Um. And and so I like I, I don't know what these telescreens screens really are. Or what, what he imagined them to be.
0: Just think of our cell phone. Well,
1: yes, but it's it's when he describes it, it's obviously bigger. Yeah. Um. But but they're everywhere that party members are, but why are they not uh, spreading this information to the common people or, or what they call the proles?
0: Yeah, okay. You know? So this is the biggest plot hole in the book, and maybe I'm just dumb, but I don't understand the purpose of the proles. Because one of the main refrains through the book is if there is hope the hope is in the proles because that's the mass amount of people that could actually rebel and do something if they wanted so i don't understand why the party allows them to exist
1: because you can't have a society that is all government someone has to put in uh like like so you have to have Random, like they all work for the government for the most part, um, but they they can't all run the government. You know, there still has to be a government and a common people of some sort, um, and and that the common the, the number of common people always has to outweigh the number of people in the government, just because people in the government need paid at least according to them. Uh, (laughs) they want to have more power and money okay sure um and and so when you have more people running the government than are actually in the population uh, it's too top heavy and it can't be maintained so you can always starve and and treat people that are under you really horribly and they're always going to continue to work because they're going to try to survive where you can take revenue from their labor and enrich yourself so that's i think that's more the purpose of the common people
0: that makes sense sorry that was probably
1: a really long road to that that's
0: okay (laughs) But I still don't really understand, like, what you're saying, why you can't indoctrinate them also.
1: Yeah, and that's, that is, that, I didn't understand that either. Um, it it may have been the fact that it was just too much of an effort to indoctrinate them.
0: Maybe. Um, I, I Um, I don't know. Um, well, so back to the two minutes hate. So when I first read this in 2017, uh, Trump had been in office just a couple of months. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So this is just what CNN is. They get up every day and they rile up their folks into the hate of Trump, Hmm. also known as Goldstein. Like, that is what our news is now. It's the two minutes hate. Both sides. You need to get riled up into such a frenzy.
1: But Trump isn't. Goldstein Goldstein is big brother in a sense.
0: Yeah, cuz Goldstein doesn't exist.
1: Well, no, Goldstein does exist to to a certain He's extent. He's more
0: of an idea than a real person.
1: Yes. Um but but the person that plays him is
0: the it, enemy it, of the people. Yes, is Which big brother. Which is how CNN was describing Trump. I wasn't saying It's a one-for-one correlation. I'm talking about, like, the frenzy of the news about your political opponents is the two-minutes hate.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I actually never made that connection. Now that you make that connection, I'm just like, I'm so glad I don't watch or listen to the news. So
0: when did you stop listening to news? Like, Um, even Ben Shapiro, your man?
1: I I do still listen to Ben Shapiro some. Um, I've even stopped listening to him every day. Uh, I do i well more so now I've been listening to the morning wire um
0: is that still a daily wire show?
1: It is a daily wire show, but it's not it's fifteen minutes long oh okay um it's actually it's it's really quite good. They don't put a lot of opinion in there there is of course still some, but it's very easy to weed through they 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 make it obvious gotcha um but other than that. Like I'll I'll occasionally see articles on you know like my my Apple News app they'll they'll just pop up on the side of my phone, um and I'll see those or whatever but I don't I don't really read them sometimes I'll see the the headline it's like oh cool great you know Nicki Minaj got <laughs> another boob job or something I don't know
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just junk honestly right. um but I have been away from most major news sources for probably a year and a half and um it, it's still good to be informed at least to a certain extent you know to, to know what's going on in the world so you can't just shut yourself in a box because that's not helpful to society um but i stopped listening to ben shapiro on on like a daily basis i still probably listen to him twice a week um i really enjoy his commentary honestly it's funny for me um but i I, probably a month ago three weeks ago something like that
0: was there a final straw or was it just general you're trying to spend less time on your phone or whatever so i'm how it goes
1: well it's not even the time on my phone because i literally just click the podcast and it plays and i do my thing um and there was no straw either like I'm not I'm not fed up with him or anything like that I'm just I, I'm really refocusing in life right now mm-hmm. um and, and that's not one of my top priorities <laughs> and, and so
0: I mean that's fair <laughs>
1: um, that's fair yeah, are you so. happier I'm more satisfied
0: so yes
1: N- I'm. I'm not happier okay. um like, I, I, I wouldn't, I, I, I would say I'm about as happy as I was before, but I'm more satisfied with the quality of life I have now.
0: Okay. How do you distinguish between satisfaction and happiness? Uh,
1: so, so happiness is, is like a, a feeling of joy, um, overflowing with gratitude, I guess. Um, where, whereas satisfaction is, is like my level of peace that I have in life, um, a contentment. Um, not that I'm not striving for more in life. Don't get me wrong. It's like, I don't, I don't want to stay where I'm at. I want to continue to grow. Um, but so I, I do think they're very much different. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. That was probably not a good
0: explanation. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> hmm. So I guess that might mean I'm bringing some news to you today, but that's okay. So another thought in my notes that I had written down about the two minutes hate is that the frenzy of the crowd
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that environment could turn Winston's rightful hate of big brother into hate of who they wanted him to hate
1: so, so you mean like the peer pressure
0: mm-hmm.
1: o- okay okay that makes more sense um
0: yeah because he went in oh man I was close to <sighs> dumping my entire water on my laptop
1: There goes the podcast.
0: (laughs) So because he went in really angry about the party and he had just seen that girl, Julia, and he was so angry that she existed. Yeah. And then the frenzy starts and he's like, yeah, Goldstein, that's the one I'm mad at. And if I don't look like I'm adequately mad, then I will be taken to the Ministry of Love and all that interesting stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wait not goldstein who is the guy that ends up o'brien o'brien thank you i got o'brien and goldstein mixed up this whole time
0: oh no my
1: bad listeners i'm so (laughs) sorry
0: (laughs) yeah goldstein is that imaginable enemy who is the traitor he He was involved in the party party. then he left yes which have you read animal farm
1: no and i need to it's on my list um but I, I have a lot on my list right now.
0: <laughs> because it's... I've got a hit list very, for books. <laughs> <laughs> it's very similar where the the revolutionary party ends up splitting and one leaves and then that's the new public enemy. Okay. Yeah. Um, anywho. Hmm.
1: Wasn't that also written by George Orwell? It was. Okay. Uh,
0: I think it's more... it's a, it, was, it seemed like it's a lot more supposed to be a direct correlation to the bolshevik revolution Mm. and less of just an idea of what what would a world be like where the government could even control your mind yeah (sighs) and i like that it the way it's written because it's very palatable and little kids will completely understand it really yeah okay yeah it's like a kids' book it's this big
1: oh oh i didn't realize it was so small i'm gonna bump that up on my hit list
0: well Do you have Audible? Yes. So it's included for free, Mm. and it's like three and a half hours long. Okay. I listened to it in an afternoon last week, so. Okay. Let's talk about Julia. Okay. Do you think that he was just a middle-aged man who had a fantasy of a young woman falling in love with him?
1: Or do I think she was real?
0: I'm just like wondering what the purpose of her in this book is.
1: Oh wow! Um, purpose of her? Well, she she wasn't a tool of the party. So I I.
0: I just always get the vibe that he wanted to have sex with some pretty twenty year old, and he's like, "How about I just write a fantasy about it?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> Honestly, that's that's probably a fair assessment. Uh, I, I yeah. Other than the fact that you know you know they have sex in the book and they end up getting arrested and you know they both hate the government at least going into it Mm -hmm. um i i really don't see a point to her either
0: yeah other than i think it's really interesting i think she plays a little bit of a part of explaining how the party has taken control even of the sex life Mm -hmm. of the party members yeah uh and then you contrast her with his wife Um, Because, like, here's what he says about her, which is, like, upon first seeing her, is he hated her because she was beautiful, young, and sexless. And he wanted to rape her and slit her throat at the moment of climax, which is (laughs) quite a thing to say.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) very disturbing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but when you actually get to know her, she wants to have sex with as many men as she can just because it is a direct act of rebellion to the government. Mm -hmm. But his wife was the full 100% opposite of Julia. Um, And I really like the way he describes her, that she had the most stupid, vulgar, empty mind that he had ever encountered.
1: Julia? His wife. wife. I
0: don't know if she had a name. But what I found most interesting about that is the description of vulgar, because what vulgar meant to him was the veracity of her orthodoxy.
1: Oh. It had
0: nothing to do with her being unladylike. It was, she is a disgusting human being because she has sold her soul to Big Brother.
1: That is interesting. What I found interesting is that they didn't try as hard to indoctrinate the men against sex. Rather, they used the women to indoctrinate them in the in the party's ways. Um,
0: that is interesting.
1: Because, and, and I... I I understand why men generally have a much stronger sex drive. Yeah. Um, so
0: like that's useless, but if we control the women, yes. Yeah.
1: then you can control what's going on. Um and and I thought that was really fascinating when when he started talking about that or and how he his wife um the the Winst- Winston's real wife not Julia would would refer to it as our patriotic duty. Yeah. You know, and and like like, (laughs) joyless sex is how he described it. Yeah. I'm just like, that is, first of all, really sad. Second. Yeah, it's horrible. Like, it's also rather ingenious.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. I did think it was interesting. One part point of the affair was to show that... Having a little piece of his own life where he was happy Mm -hmm. made significant improvements in his health and his outlook on life. Like it starts out, he has this horrible cough. He has a horrible ulcer on his leg, which I looked up that ulcer. It's disgusting and would be a nightmare to live with. But when he was happy, when he just had a sliver of happiness, those things started to resolve. Yeah. Like, and his skin looked less gray. Mm
1: -hmm. I guess that just shows what a little bit of hope will do.
0: What a little bit of hope will do. Okay, back to North Korea. Yes. So, I read this book called In Order to Live Mm
1: -hmm. by
0: a North Korean defector named Yeonmi Park. She escaped not that long ago.
1: I, I know who she is.
0: Okay, so she actually said that she had never heard of anything as close to what North Korea actually is than when she read 1984. She said it was like reading what her world was. So if we're we talk talking about sex and love and family, mm-hmm. she, she says they, don't, they literally don't have a word for I love you. Like it doesn't exist. There is no way to conceptualize love in North Korea only the love of the dear leader
1: really Mm -hmm. that is i i i I, I don't understand like 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 i can't process that because in my mind i would figure out some way (laughs) to be like you know i i have great feelings of positivity (laughs) towards you or or something i'm sure
0: that that if you put your mind to it, you could describe it. Yeah, but, but there is no, like...
1: But Because well, the human emotion is still yeah. there, you know, so it, it, that doesn't go away. They can't get rid of that. That's impossible.
0: But they can make it impossible to express it.
1: Yes. That and, wait, that just seems so bizarre to me. And when they talk about it in the book, you know, with um, Newspeak, they were talking about how the language is getting smaller. Mm-hmm. They're intentionally making people dumber and eventually people wouldn't be able to do what they, what Newspeak called crime think. They wouldn't be able to think about the government in a bad way. There would be no, no way, no words to, to think of to do it. Y- you know, um, you couldn't think of doing a- any sort of criminal act b- because there was, you know, like like you could think of the action, but there's no words to describe those actions.
0: Right. Yes. It was all just
1: summed up in Crime Think.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing that I... Okay, everybody stop listening to this podcast and go buy that book. (laughs) Seriously. the thing is, this book isn't fiction. If you read that book, you understand that 1984 isn't a fiction.
1: It it was to the writer.
0: It was, but right now, it's not a fictional book. That world exists currently. So, like... Another thing is the people are so poor and they are so hungry that, I mean, the, the proles in this case. Yeah. They can never rebel because they're so hungry. They can only think about what is the next bite of food. Mm-hmm. So they can never organize. They will, the children will catch mice that were just eating a corpse to eat. Wow. They literally have quotas for the amount of poop each person must produce every day to fertilize the farm that has been so greatly mismanaged by the government.
1: That's insane.
0: (laughs) And the good news is China is what allows that government to exist because they're so poor they would die if China didn't prop them up. Mm -hmm. And then America props up China.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We inadvertently prop them up without intentional. Well, I don't know if it's unintentional.
0: It's intentional.
1: I think to some people it's intentional. To others it is not.
0: For others it might be incredibly short-sighted. Yeah. Like, I think... If you're Nike and you're like, oh, well, I could produce socks for $2 instead of 4
1: And still charge 8 <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> then I'll do it. And they aren't thinking like, oh, any money that's made in China, I can never take out of China because they control the money that's there. And it's it just, it's a stupid thing to do.
1: Yeah. <sighs> the world is an interesting place mm-hmm. right now.
0: Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, so th- here's another thing. So this is a quote from page 30 in my copy is, Tragedy belonged to an ancient time, to a time when there was still privacy, love, and friendship, yes. and when the members of a family stood by one another without needing to know the reason. So what I noticed here is that pri- privacy is the prerequisite to having love and friendship. Um, and again, North Korea... They have a system of three people where, so let's take you, me, and Jordan. I keep my eyes on you, and you keep your eyes on Jordan, and Jordan keeps his eyes on me. So there's really, it would be much more difficult for the three of us to team up Mm -hmm. in any form of rebellion. Two people could team up pretty easily, but three people is much more difficult, and so they report each other like crazy.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Okay, and also, this reminds me about the love of Big Brother thing. Yeah. So, there is a story where I don't remember if it was a neighbor or a family member of hers that was punished because her house was burning down. And she, she didn't get the picture of Kim Jong-un. She didn't get the picture of Kim Jong-un. And she, rather, saved her daughter. Yeah. Yeah, and she got in trouble for that. So. Yeah. That's cool.
1: That's I like like I understand why the government has rules like that, you, you know, to to f- essentially force you to love the leader. But because of the the world you and I live in, it just doesn't register. It, you know, it it doesn't make sense. To, I just to me. feel like,
0: like you could be a person people love, <laughs> and not be like, but they, they, I will shoot you if you don't love me. Because then I'll know it's real love.
1: Exactly. But they can't, though. You you understand why.
0: Yeah, because they wouldn't love the leader if they had a choice. Exactly. But what if he was just a good person? Like, there's a good... (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Force is, like, the least efficient way to actually do anything. I mean, you can make people do things, but it doesn't work. It's like having an argument with your spouse and you're saying you have to apologize me to me and then the spouse just literally saying the words that you want them to say and you know they don't mean it. Mm, like, yeah. okay, does that really make you happy? No, you're still mad because you know they didn't really apologize.
1: Which is funny because in um, 1984 where uh, Winston ends up in the Ministry of, of Love, um, and they're they're torturing him they they torture him until he actually means it. Mm-hmm. Um which, which is kind of bizarre that, that that's possible. Um but like yeah, you can you can force people to to say something you know that they don't want to. Um but then to force them to actually believe it, it is just, like, an another level, ha- having to torture him that much and stuff is is horrid. Mm-hmm. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, I mean, freedom is the freedom to say 2 plus 2 equals 4. But he has to say and 100% believe that the party is right when they say 2 plus 2 equals 5. Yeah. And what I found so interesting this time around that I totally missed the first couple times was... He had hoped to reserve a corner of his mind for himself. Yes. That he would be able to just get through it and I'll still have this little piece of my mind that I, where I can think my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. But that broke when he turned in Julia, which he had sworn he would never do. Like that was the straw where his whole mind was given over to Big Brother. Yes. Now, did you? how did you think the book was going to end? Like, as you're getting into he's starting to rebel, he's having the affair, what did you think was going to happen?
1: There was one of two options for me. I, I wasn't entirely sure, and I wasn't set on anything. Um, you, you know, it it could have been the total typical hero story where they, they join the rebellion, Star Wars, you, you know, yeah. and, and the rebellion ends up gaining more traction and, and somehow taking over. Um, or it, it could end where in my mind where, where he was it, like that was just totally unsuccessful um, and he and like I, I figured he would end up in the ministry of love at some point um like after he had bought his diary, um, and started writing. I, I, I knew at that point sometime he would end up there J- just because he was playing a risky game and risky games have consequences. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I didn't expect him to end up genuinely loving big brother though at the end.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I expected him to be killed.
1: Yeah. I, it was probably something along that. Yeah. Oh.
0: I remember the first time I read it, and I got to I Love Big Brother. And first of all, I got shivers. I Like, the biggest, like, ugh, feeling. Yeah. It, it was crazy.
1: Shivers went up my spine, Tail. I was yeah. like, you did ugh. not just say that. Yeah,
0: and I had to reread that last page. I was like, there's no way I just read what I thought I just read, right? Like, mm-hmm. I read it over and over, and I'm like, no, he really means it now. They really turned him.
1: Yeah. That was that was really wild to me. He grew up as a common person, as a pro, from what I understand in the book. He was not a party member. He became one later.
0: That or the revolution happened in his childhood. Okay. I think the revolution happened when he was too young to really remember what was before it. That's fair. So, where do you think you would have broken in the torture?
1: <laughs> I, I honestly have no clue. Um, I, well, <laughs> I'm a snowflake. I probably would have broken pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. Uh, I don't know. Like, the, the, I had a hard time listening to the torture. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this was on audiobook, and were so, you
0: like genuinely a little puky? Yeah. That's crazy.
1: So, having that done to me is is just unimaginable. Yeah. Um but then again, it's it's like a totally different experience, so I may maybe I would endure or maybe I wouldn't. <laughs> die. I have no answer. I don't
0: know, yeah. What do you think would be in your room 101 one? Would it be a rat cage strapped to your face? That's a pretty good final straw torture tactic.
1: I feel like they do that for everyone though.
0: I think it was for him because throughout the book there were moments where he would shiver if he saw a rat. And so you could see that he was very freaked out by rats in particular.
1: Yes, but they can't adjust Room 101 to to everyone's fear. Hmm. And so I just think that what it was ended up being his worst fear.
0: Mm, Interesting.
1: Because that that is a truly terrifying thing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Having starving rats attached to your face in a cage and getting ready to eat through your face.
0: (laughs) Oh, is now a good time to bring up Fauci?
1: Sure. (laughs) I'm so lost.
0: Okay, so maybe this was when you gave up on news, but it came out. This may not be directly associated with Fauci. Okay. But how it is associated... Is
1: it the puppies? Yeah.
0: Oh. So he's in charge with, of the NIH and deciding where the money goes to whom and to what experiments and what studies. Yes. So in this study with puppies, mm-hmm. they would put a cage around their face and then fill it with sand gnats and the gnats would eat the puppy's face mm-hmm. to get a parasite so then they could test... For medicine on that parasite also obviously the dogs were in pain and so they would just cut out the vocal cords of the dogs so they couldn't hear them mm-hmm. scream yeah anyway apparently beagles room 101 is sand gnats but
1: yeah that and and puppies like i understand why they use puppies they're they're smaller they're easier to deal with they're weaker but <laughs> like you know you're not gonna take a full-size lab and yeah. shove it yeah. like that's just too much work every day but that was that was horrifying to hear about like i'm not an animal person i'm not a fan of animals if they all disappeared tomorrow i'm still on the stance that it would be fine <laughs> like Other i would miss meat t- but that's about it <laughs>
0: crazy chain uh, food chain disaster
1: other than that, yeah. like, like, if everything would be fine and animals didn't exist, you'd be fine. Totally cool with it. Um, but to torture them is also not right.
0: Yeah, I like I. I'm pretty I 100- sure God said don't do that.
1: Yeah, I one hundred percent disagree with that. Um, and that's like the one of the worst things you could. They're mutilating the, those dogs. They're not just torturing them; they're mutilating them. Yeah um that was a very that was actually really hard to read about
0: yeah and it wasn't just dogs they did it with monkeys too where they Mm -hmm. what was it where they would take out a piece of their brain that would increase their fear capacity like I think a piece that might help any sort of logic piece taking that out so the fear would just overwhelm them and then they would show the monkeys pictures of spiders and snakes just to see how scared we can make the monkeys. Like, I literally don't understand what good can come from this.
1: My question is who came up with these sick experiments? <laughs> I like, don't Is there know. not a better way to introduce a parasite to puppies?
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> why introduce a parasite to puppies? Well, like, I understand
1: the research purposes of it. But from what I understood, the parasite wasn't hurting them. Like, 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 yeah,
0: because lots of animals can have parasites, and it's kind of a, not yeah. mutually beneficial. But it's not like killing the animal. Yeah.
1: So, like, like, as from what I understand, the parasites themselves weren't actually causing them pain. It was the sand gnats. Yeah. Um, and, and so my question is, couldn't you have gone about that in in a different way? Y- y- you know, there there has to be some other way <laughs> to to get a parasite into their body without like eating eat eat the
0: snack with the parasite in it kind of thing
1: yeah or, or you know give them a shot or, or something yeah. <laughs> speaking of shots <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh no <laughs> um,
1: shots fired <laughs> they're gonna arrest me tomorrow i know it <laughs>
0: ah room, room 101 for you
1: oh gosh
0: <laughs> okay i am gonna do something that i don't normally do this has already been full of things i don't normally do So why not add another? I'm going to read you a news story from Australia. Okay. So anyway, this news story, work with me here. I'm not the best at reading out loud. So Haley Hodgson, age 26, moved to Darwin from Melbourne to escape never-ending lockdowns, only to find herself locked up in a COVID internment camp without even having the virus. She's just returned from a 14-day detention at Howard Springs, the 2,000-capacity COVID camp outside Darwin to which regional COVID cases are transported by the authorities. In an exclusive interview with Freddie Sawyers, she recounts her experiences. It all began with a friend of hers tested positive. She recounts how investigators came to her home shortly afterwards, having run the number plate of her scooter to identify her as a close contact. They asked if she had done a COVID test, and in the moment, she lied and said she already had, when she, in fact, had not yet. This set in Train, an extraordinary series of events. So then the police officers, this is a quote, blocked my driveway. I walked out and said, what's going on? Are you guys testing me for COVID? What's happening? They said, no, you're getting taken away, and you have no choice. You're going to Howard Springs. You either come with us now, and we will put you in the back of the divvy van, or you can have a choice to get a COVID cab. I said, I don't consent to this. I don't understand why I can't just self-isolate at home like a lot of other people are doing. And they said, we've just been told from higher up where to take you, and that's all that there is. She was ordered to pack a bag and was told she could be released once she tested negative. Collected in the back of a rented van, she was then transported to Howard Springs, On arrival, she was told that she would have to stay there for the full 14 days. You literally get put in the back of a golf buggy with your bags, and these people are in hazmat suits and everything. They don't want to come near you because they think you're infectious, and they literally drop you to your room, and they leave you. They don't come and say anything. They don't check up. They don't do anything. You get delivered your meals once a day, and you're just left. She was tested three times during the 14 days, and on each occasion, tested negative. On one stage, at one stage, she was disciplined for leaving the confines of her cabin without a mask and was threatened with a $5,000 fine. On another occasion, she told how she was offered Valium to calm down. You feel like you're in prison. You feel like you've done something wrong. It's inhumane what they're doing. You're so small and they just overpower you. And you're literally nothing. It's like you do what we say or you're in trouble. We'll lock you up for longer. Yeah, they were even threatening me that if I was to do this again, we would extend your time in here. What Haley is still not certain about is whether her sentence at Howard Springs was punitive and related to her her original mistake about the test, and that is the impression she got from one call with the Australian Center for Disease Control. Okay, so this all has taken place in a state that has recorded a total of 290 cases and zero deaths. The Northern Territories has suffered comparatively far less than other Australian regions, but it has not shied away from highly draconian measures. Just last n- month, Catherine Town in the state went into a snap lockdown after three cases were reported. The state's Howard Springs Centre has been described by the Australian government as the safest and most functional design for quarantine in Australia. It has served as a model for quarantine camps elsewhere in the country. With the Australian government partnering with the state governments to deliver, quote, centers for national resilience, end quote, in Melbourne. So, number one, does that give you Ministry of Love vibes? Like, especially the Center for National Resilience?
1: (sighs) Yes, that honestly does give me very much Ministry of Love vibes. That also gives me... Very much uh, Nazi internment camp vibes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where do you think he got his ideas? Okay. Well, yes.
1: <laughs> um, but that, and I I had read part of that article, not the full thing. Yeah. Um.
0: But don't you know it's actually anti-Semitic to say anything is like Nazi internment camps?
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs> Please. <laughs> um. <laughs> because i said anything about jews (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh
0: uh-huh um and you're not allowed to make comparison because that just means you're stupid and you're a conspiracy theorist and just so we're clear i have been called this myself for bringing up these news stories to people what um it's called an opinion. <laughs> well, I don't know that it's an opinion. Well, it seems more true than opinion, but it is not 100% confirmed because I don't know the future.
1: Maybe some people do not see the similarities and therefore it makes it an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But n- nonetheless, to me, it's disturbing. Yeah. Um, I don't know about to everyone else.
0: <laughs> so I'm not an expert on World War II that is not me no okay but what i can say is over the past four years five years i've read about 30 books on world war ii and authoritarian governments and so i feel like this is very much that
1: whatever yeah um Germany is, (laughs) sorry.
0: (laughs) No, I know what you're going to say. And you just have to laugh because how can Germany do it? How can they put fences up in their grocery stores where the unvaccinated have to stay on one side and the vaccinated on the other?
1: Oh, that's not what I was going to say at all.
0: Oh, well, I don't, what were you going to say?
1: They're, I believe now requiring mandatory lockdowns for unvaccinated people.
0: Yeah. Or, and... I didn't Starting know about in the February, <laughs> compulsory vaccine shots for every citizen every nine months.
1: No thanks.
0: Right. But it's so funny that it, that how does Germany, because I think I've heard from people that have been there, they're an incredibly sensitive culture about what their ancestors did and rightfully so, but it's interesting that you can be so <laughs> aware of that and not also think wait
1: yeah i'm not gonna lie i am a little critical to um well critical to criticize the vaccine on air <laughs> <laughs> like it it scares me a little bit just because i i see where where the world is at you know yeah. and, and um this love of government <laughs> that is somehow out there certainly not in my heart but that's fine <laughs> um but I, I've seen some people that I that I know, and I'm not saying any names. Uh, <laughs> but
0: you can say a name, and then I'll bleep it.
1: You'll bleep it. Yeah, I'll bleep okay. it. Okay. Uh, he has gotten his vaccine. I believe he's gotten his booster as well. Anyway, some people that I know have gotten their shots, and and they are more sick now. Like they they keep getting sick, not necessarily with COVID, but they just keep getting sick. And, and I don't know if, the, if if it's bad luck or, or if there, it has something to do with the shot or something else. I have no clue, honestly. But it does make me a little bit critical because c- people are seeming less healthy now in, in general. Like when, when I go out, people out on the streets don't don't seem a- as vibrant.
0: Oh, oh, 100%. Number one, but. it could easily just be the stress of the world. Because stress in itself will weaken your immune system. Yeah. And then the other nonsense of, yeah, breathe polluted air through a mask. As if that's going to be good for your health. And then... Um, so I actually... All things. Like, I the government and the culture over the past year and a half, at large... Yeah. Has not done a single thing that's good for anyone's health.
1: No, I... I actually don't necessarily think the masks are that bad for your health. Um, I haven't seen the data to support the fact that they're "quote unquote" truly not good for you. Um, I, as far as physical well-being goes, I do believe it is bad for our emotional well-being not to see each other's faces. Huge. Um, but but other than that, I have have no arguments against masks as far as like uh, i i do believe they don't really help with covid um (laughs) but but as far as like hurting your physical health i don't believe they really do
0: yeah i don't know so i think if you were gonna be real and like all in you should get a respirator because those are some of the highest filtering things But they also have about the least air restriction. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yesterday for work, I was wearing an N95 because I work at a job where I actually have to filter crap out of the air. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you that a t-shirt wouldn't do it. Yeah. That cloth doesn't do it. And I know that actually the particles we're filtering are bigger than COVID particles.
1: Well, yeah. And even at that, some of them still (laughs) seep in around the edges.
0: Anyway, but... (laughs) I wasn't even doing high activity work, mm-hmm. but it was about, it's twice as hard to breathe in a in an N95. Yeah. Which maybe you get used to it, but... Yeah, but how th- many
1: people are wearing N95s?
0: Like 0%. Exactly. So we did, when we were flying earlier this year, we were in an airport and we'd... Our flight from Alaska to Seattle was behind, so we missed our flight from Seattle to Boise. Mm. And the flight that they replaced us on was going to leave in, like, four minutes. And it was across the airport. And so we were trying to run, and it was like, yeah, this mask is actually really bad if you're being active. Yeah, It was insane the difference it makes when you're doing anything where your heart rate is up so maybe if you're sitting at a desk not a big deal if you're doing anything where your heart rate is elevated i'd say it, it would be negative
1: that's fair it, did you
0: see videos of last spring in track where there were people passing out because they were being forced to wear masks while they were running track
1: i i actually didn't no. know not good. government did a good job of controlling the information i was getting i didn't see those <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah a lot of people love big brother Yes. They love their government. And this is my opinion, full opinion. Yeah. Okay. Every time we go to the polls thinking that this next politician is going to be the hope for our future, we're just, again, I love Big Brother. Yeah. Government is my God. Government is my Savior. Look, and I'm all for... A better political system. Yeah. Politics are important in that it affects everyone's day-to-day life, but a human being is not where hope is.
1: I actually, so I partially agree and disagree. Okay. I I don't think that one politician, one person, or even a single party is going to be like our our hope and salvation. They are obviously not Jesus. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, like I'm just waiting for the world to end, honestly. Don't <laughs> but, worry, it's not. Oh, I know. I'm <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it's gonna last way until I'm gone. Um, which is a scary thought. Um <laughs> But what I think
0: What will the world do without you, Chase?
1: Have a peaceful existence. <laughs> Probably <laughs> um, <laughs> Anyway, but I, I think what we need to see as our, uh, our our saving grace is continual improvement. So stop looking to one politician or one party as, as the thing that is going to save us and start looking at, okay, are, the, are we improving while they're in power? And if we stop improving, we need to change. Something needs to change, y- you know, so. Yeah.
0: How do you define improvement? Because each person, each party has their own definition of improvement.
1: I would honestly leave that up to the individual voter. You you know, what, what is it that you believe? What is it that you want to see bettered in society? Um, you know, because I can't answer that for everyone that that's obviously a metric that, that depends on who you are and what you believe. Um, so for me, improvement is, is, um, a, a continually stronger economy, at least to a certain extent, uh, um, more opportunity, uh, lower lower costs
0: lower taxes
1: lower taxes would certainly be an improvement um <laughs> no taxes would be a great improvement but that's not possible
0: could we settle for a four or five percent tax
1: i would settle for a 15 percent <laughs> tax for the moment uh, yeah <laughs> like I, I would settle for anything less right now um <laughs> i i like i i'm I'm a good citizen, so I will always pay my taxes, but I hate paying more than what the government needs.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, they need about zero dollars. That's, That's not true. I mean, they, um, to run things, I suppose they need it, but I mean.
1: Yeah, yeah. we we went over this before. I, I'm much more of a believer in, in paying state taxes rather than federal. Sure. Um, and, and obviously, we do need to have uh, a, a federal government to some extent. Um, it's, it's called the United States, you know, mm-hmm. not the Idaho and California conglomeration, which would never happen. Please don't ever let that happen. <laughs> it's getting close though. Um, <laughs> at least that's what it feels like. Um, uh, <laughs> we've been invaded. Code we red. Been. Yeah. Um,
0: although Idahoans, please be, treat the Californians with kindness.
1: We, y- yeah. Cause they...
0: Uh, we did a job for some Californians, and they said they would go into restaurants, and other people would leave. Like,
1: okay, that's really sad. Yeah, like I, I genuinely don't want any more people moving here. I don't care where you're from. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I, I'm like, I he, will
0: discriminate against everyone. Exactly, Is that discrimination. I hate everyone equally. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but but no, I I think it's wrong to to see people like that even even if they did bring their politics with them, which I'm obviously not happy about, I, I don't think they should be hated for it. You, you mm-hmm. know, people are free to believe what they do. Um, or but,
0: what they want, what, what they, they want. Show. Thank you.
1: <laughs> that came out really weird. <laughs> uh, you, you know, it, or at least for now, we're free to believe what it is we want to believe. Um, and I I I think that's really important to maintain. Uh, and if someone's beliefs truly are better, and they they know they are, then there is no reason to treat others in, in a harsh way, b- because logic will win at least to a certain extent. Um, it, it, you're not going to convince everyone of your yeah. beliefs, and, and that should never be the goal. You know, because you can't have everyone. Well, being normal, <laughs> normal would be very boring. Then, um, yeah. anyway, back to the book. There's actually one part that I really wanted to talk about. Okay. It is the opposition, or quote unquote, what what Julia and Winston think is the opposition, but is actually ran by the government mm-hmm. and and headed by O'Brien. That, that
0: FBI, anyone?
1: I don't know about FBI, but um, I've never seen FBI's opposition to our government.
0: (laughs) So uh, do you remember the quote-unquote plot to kidnap the governor of Michigan?
1: Well, that was ran by FBI agents, Mm -hmm. yeah. That's fair.
0: That's fair. Um, I didn't think about that. And it's not confirmed confirmed. Because I don't know that they would admit it. But the evidence is pretty strong that the January 6th thing was instigated by feds. Really? Yeah. I will send you a couple things to listen on that.
1: Okay. Dude, that's...
0: So... I mean, not, that
1: doesn't surprise me. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I'm over here like, go Buffalo Man! Yeah.
0: <laughs> Dude, he got... 10 months of solitary confinement while oh. he awaited his trial. And he has 41 more months of prison for what he did. Now, let's be clear. He wasn't in the group that broke down any doors. He was far enough behind that he walked in. Um, also, pretty much the reason he was tortured like that, which solitary confinement is torture. Yes. Is because he is the symbol of what happened. and You have to make an example out of symbols.
1: I don't know. I, I, I believe you. But but like, I don't know that I would call him the symbol of what happened, honestly.
0: I think it's not like it's, this is what we strive to be. But it's like that, the image of him is what people remember when they.
1: That's fair. When they think of that day. Or the, or the dude carrying the, the
0: pedestal, which was, or the, what is it called? Podium. Podium, yeah. That. He's really good. That's funny. Uh, (laughs) Here we go. Uh,
1: Yeah, but no, back to the book. Sorry. Uh, The government, like you said, the FBI instigating certain things. Um, The government searching out having secret service agents of a sort um, searching out individuals that would like to incite insurrection or or overturn the government in um oceania um that that blew my mind honestly Mm -hmm. i i see the world and like like did you
0: never really consider that could be a thing
1: no not not really because huh it it just didn't click to me it it obviously does now but but it it never Mm -hmm. occurred to me occurred to me that that the people trying to control you would also use means of quote-unquote opposition to uh, gain whatever it is they want.
0: Yeah, and and there, it's kind of an idea of giving some people some what they think is hope. Well, it's very to, temporary. To dash it further and so gain further control over them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How conspiracy deep should we go? (laughs) Rut (laughs) row. How deep do you want to go? Well, I could go.
1: 9-11 was an inside job. (laughs)
0: Mm, I don't know enough about it, but I would say mostly I would agree.
1: Anyway. Uh,
0: (laughs) But mostly where I was going to go is uh, QAnon, the whole QAnon thing. In my opinion, was a CIA like PSYOP Mm. to produce this false hope of an opposition. Hmm. And I think another uh, ploy was to hide truths in with things that are so absurd that when you hear the absurd thing, you write off the truth. Oh, So if you say, there are people in the government who take advantage sexually of children yeah for fun yeah true thing probably Mm -hmm. i mean jeffrey epstein or Ghislaine's trial is happening right now
1: i i thought it already happened is it still going currently okay
0: but then you say but then they also drink those babies blood they drink babies blood so th- that's the Honestly, absurd. Honestly, I wouldn't put that
1: past. Him <laughs> I at don't this know point. that I do
0: either. But that's <laughs> the absurd thing that makes the other claims. You're just like, oh come on, you really think they drink baby's blood? So that's my perspective of QAnon.
1: Yeah, well, one thing I've been genuinely questioning recently is is um, organizational power. So, like the Knights Templar, um, uh. uh
0: the Illuminati. Thank
1: you. That's actually what I was trying to think of. The Illuminati.
0: Where where did those
1: those groups go? Because it was once like they were always secret societies, of, societies of a certain sort. Um, you know, and Freemasons yeah. as well. Um,
0: I think the Freemasons and the Illuminati are imagined to have almost joined forces at this point. The little bit of looking I into it I've done. Yeah. It that's the feeling I get
1: yeah well so that that's my question is because like where where have these organizations gone because i genuinely don't believe that they've dissolved mm-hmm. um because they were so powerful so powerful for so long um uh, you know and, and the pope quote-unquote supposedly dissolved the knights templar um which <laughs> I, he may i i think at best he dissolved their public view like people didn't see him as an organization anymore but I think they stuck together so in in my opinion these are these are kind of like cults you Mm -hmm. know and and so thinking things like drinking baby's blood I'm like this sounds like the heads of of these cults to me you know
0: well yeah and (laughs) it's I don't know that people used to drink baby's blood but if you kind of read the deepest conspiracies about this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's actually what's described in the Bible as child sacrifice. Yeah. So it's not new. No. And it's also cre- would be interesting to think that, I mean, whatever Satan had figured out really early on to get people to burn their babies. Yeah. That he would just give up on that tactic.
1: <laughs> no, obviously yeah. not. But th- that's, that's one thing I've really been questioning is like, I obviously don't spend a lot of time thinking about it because I've got much better things to do in life. (laughs) Um, Do you? (laughs) Yes. My my husband
0: tries to tell me I have better things to do and I'm like, no, I want to read another book about a conspiracy. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, if it's your passion, you know, if that's what you want to do, then that's what you want to do. Um, It's not my passion. It's just, I just wonder things, you know, (laughs) you know, so I'm, I'm just stuck here wondering where where did these organizations go? because like I said I don't I don't believe that they're gone. You know, I I just don't know where they're at, what what's going on with them. Um a long time ago, well not a long time ago, like 4 years ago, some random person messaged me on Instagram. Um and they're like, "Do you want to join the Illuminati?" Uh I was just like, "No thanks." It, 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 like you know, this is kind of stupid, but like I didn't say that. I was just like, "No thanks." And they're like, you should really, like, they kept being like, you should really consider it. And then I was eventually like, I'm not joining. Leave me alone. And he was like, I will have your blood. Oh, my. And I was like, well, that's creepy, but. Whatever. Moving on.
0: Man, if I got that, I would totally go with it to see what I could find out and see if it was just a scam or not.
1: Yeah, but I was like 16 at the time. Oh,
0: that's fair. A while ago. Yeah, Yeah. I forget.
1: Yeah, no. Like, like, if I got it now, I'd be like, sure, what do I got to do? Like, what? let's get this rolling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and it was funny because he, he's like, he offered like money and power and stuff. And I'm like, first of all, I don't really believe you can give that to me. Like, you just, it just doesn't seem believable.
0: Well, okay. So let me go <laughs> weird for a second. Mm-hmm. Spiritual. Satan is... Given some dominion over this earth, right? Well, yes. Okay, so also when he tempted Jesus, did he not say, worship me and I will give you the world?
1: He he did, yeah.
0: And so that's kind of what I think, maybe not the Illuminati, but I think that's kind of, when you get some out of control people, I think when you get Hitler, Stalin, Kim Jong-il, it is, worship me and I will give you everything you have ever wanted. Hmm. Which ends up being a disaster for them, but, I mean, they get what they want, which is for power and yeah. money.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I, it was like, it, like I said, it was just a really bizarre, weird offer thing that happened. Yeah. Um,
0: I wonder what he saw on your Instagram that the, was like, maybe this guy wants it.
1: And I was fairly new to Instagram, too. I yeah. probably hadn't had it more than a year at the time. Um, and my Instagram was still private, so he's, it's not like he could see my page. He messaged me and I had to accept, you know, but like I saw the message and it just, it was so intriguing that I had to say no things, yeah, <laughs> you know, um,
0: should we, let's get back on track for just a second. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Where is it in my notes here? Talking more a little bit about the language shifting mm, thing. Yes new speak. Yeah, new speak. So like what is racism anymore? Currently? Like what does it mean and then what is it being tried in what is it the effort to make it mean?
1: So are are you asking, like in our society yeah. um so racism it is the belief that one group is either better or inferior Uh, it can go either way and it's inadvertently the other way as well um because of skin color or ethnicity um so you you can be um russian and and be racist against germans i guess honestly so so racism is is more the belief that one one people group is either in what they're either believe they they believe that their one people group is superior to the rest or that one people group is inferior to the rest or maybe they believe that there's levels of of superiority and inferiority um which depends on the person Mm -hmm. so that is racism
0: yeah, but that those it's it's intrinsically based upon the race factor, like
1: yes, yeah, yes. Some someone's either ethnicity or skin color. Yeah.
0: So what um, is it being tried to mean now? That is the most convoluted <laughs> sentence I've ever spoken. What What
1: are they trying to make it <laughs> yeah. mean now, or, or 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 what does it mean now in, in society in general? Um, honestly, I it's anything now. Yeah, because. You, you could be talking about a tree and, and how you went and chopped it down for, you, you know, you went and got your Christmas tree. And I could call you racist because someone has to plant that tree or, or whatever. Yeah, and know. it's
0: obviously black people that do it because they're the stupid labor, don't you know?
1: Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, As if that's
0: not the racist <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: And, and, and that is, the, it's ludicrous honestly <laughs> is the best word i have for that yeah <laughs> um it, it's just so ridiculous that it's insane and, 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 like i said so right anymore anything can be racist you, you know
0: yeah you, you uh, i be, mean what is even rape anymore
1: yeah like a, a
0: tap on the butt that you didn't want
1: yeah so the the ring you're wearing on on your ring finger yeah it's like a plastic or rubber one thing
0: I jammed my finger a couple weeks ago and my wedding ring would fit over my knuckle.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just pointing to that. So it's like, oh, you wear a white ring. So you must believe people are or white people are superior or or something. Mm -hmm. You know, you you believe in the purity of white people. I I don't know. Yeah.
0: You you know,
1: so things like that can be skewed to say you're quote unquote racist. Um, Yeah. So it, it genuinely has very little meaning anymore, which is kind of sad, actually, because mm-hmm. now when you label someone as that, it doesn't really mean anything, mm-hmm. because before when, when you would label someone as racist, it, it meant something to society, it, it meant that they were more necessary, well, usually more of a menace to society than anything, and now we we have no way to identify those people truly unless we're actually talking to them.
0: Yeah, okay, how about violence? Cuz words are violence now.
1: That that is very true. Um words
0: Antifa can burn your house down cuz you said black all lives matter. Yeah. Cuz it's violent to say all lives matter, but not violent to burn your house down cuz you said that.
1: It's like an eye for an eye, I guess. <laughs>
0: But not. He, but it's more like an eye for way. a leg.
1: <laughs> it really is like an eye for a leg, but they don't see it that way. Yeah. They see it as like an eye for a piece of your hair. That's or, how they see that.
0: <laughs> well, don't you have insurance? <laughs> Newsflash. Insurance <laughs> can't pay for everything if you burn down the whole city.
1: Exactly. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let's not get into that. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, words, words are starting to have little meaning anymore i i don't i honestly don't know how to fix that or change it you know without education you know without changing our really changing our school systems honestly because you have to raise people to believe that using those terms are actually wrong unless you're really meaning them in what they're meant for um but now it's it's taught that little Johnny can call Susie racist because she said he didn't have any black friends or or something yeah. like that or you know he has too many black friends whatever. When in all reality, who cares? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man, let's okay. let's let's do uh my my personal favorites. Uh oh, homophobia.
1: Homophobia.
0: I. I'm very scared of you, as you can see by this yes. whole podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Terrified. Second one with, with me. Mm-hmm. Must be absolutely just shaking.
0: Shaking in fear. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is because I would say the Bible says don't do that. Okay. Yeah, so um, I, I'm just terrified. Don't invite me. A slash. Okay, well, <laughs> what they actually mean is that I would hate you. But, I don't know why they don't say that they say you're afraid. it doesn't make sense,
1: yeah, so i I honestly don't even know what the proper term would be because a, a phobia is something you are afraid of <laughs> so it it would have to be like an ism, so like a homoism, yeah, yeah, or something but but we don't we don't have that term,
0: mm-hmm
1: we need that term
0: (laughs) (laughs) it'd be more accurate probably
1: yeah but then it would turn into what is racism now yeah yeah. um i I love how i use the jeopardy thing what is
0: (laughs) (laughs) that went off the rails
1: yeah no no (laughs) transphobia (laughs) yeah there we go that's my new favorite trans people are just
0: i just found out i'm a transphobe yeah
1: Uh, apparently yeah Mm mm-hmm Trans people, in my opinion, are, like, the least scary people Yeah, what's there to be afraid of? Like, like, as much as any other person generally. But, like, I, I mean, I'm really not scared of people in general. But I'm more scared of, of that jacked dude at the gym.
0: <laughs> no kidding. That he's going to
1: crush my skull in than I am of, of some trans person on the street. Yeah. Like, I don't really care. Y- you know, y- you do you, I guess. <laughs> The suicide rates are a lot higher, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> well, but here's the thing is they're going to say, well, if you don't want to have sex with a trans woman. Man. Get, yeah, I don't know. Trans I get man. really confused. Yes. Then you are the transphobe.
1: Yes. So uh, th- the best way to remember this is the word that comes after trans is what they are now,
0: or what they, yeah, what they want to be.
1: Well, yeah, what they claim to be now. So, a trans man is or was a woman, however, okay. however you want to think of it.
0: Normally, I don't have such a hard time, but in this moment, it was like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's one thing that that really boggles my mind as well. Is that we we are using terms that are that are so incorrect for things we think are real, but they're very much made up as well. Y- y- you know, the terms are just as made up as, as the quote-unquote hate that is there too. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's homophobia, transphobia, whatever. But it's not a phobia. What what they think is that people hate them. Y- y- you know, and so, like, it- if that's what you want to describe, great, but come up with a, a word that actually means that. Y- y- you know, in- instead of... Using a word that means something entirely else um, to describe hate, which who really cares anyway, as long as people are leaving you alone? I don't care what people think.
0: <laughs> the other thing is, I will stand up for people's right to actually be racist. Like, yeah, you're allowed to be a terrible person. That's
1: to a certain extent. I
0: mean, you are allowed to do active. Uh, legitimate violence or harm to people. But that goes for literally any kind of crime. Yeah. But you're allowed to think terrible things about people.
1: I, I think you can... I would
0: say it's not wise, but...
1: Well, I, I don't think it's necessarily wise either, but I do believe you can... You're, you, you are able to think whatever you want about others. Or if you own a business, you can refuse service to anyone. That is your right. Yep. Y- you know, um... But to to actually inflict harm on someone is is another thing entirely, Um, no no matter if it's verbal, mental, emotional harm or physical harm. You know, I I don't think you should be allowed to stand there and shout racial slurs at someone walking down the street or, or whatever. You know,
0: what should you do to a person who does that?
1: I honestly don't know. Like, like, I, I don't think that there can be any legal recourse for it. Genuinely, because, um, because I, I think that is an enlargement of the state that, and I, I don't believe in that. I do think it should be very, very socially shunned. Yeah, I, I think that's the best fix for it you can really get. Um, and, and I, I think that also comes with education. You know, we, we should really disassociate with people that act in that way act in a childish manner because that's really what what they're doing is they're acting like a child you know they're they're acting out on an impulse that they could otherwise control if they chose to um and and they're just not that went down a rabbit hole yeah
0: (laughs) no hmm any other conspiracies we could talk about
1: birds aren't real
0: birds uh
1: have you heard that?
0: I haven't. Is that um, a real one?
1: Yeah. So that that's actually a real conspiracy. I genuinely don't believe it. I
0: birds aren't real. Yeah. What are they? Robots or something? Yeah. So like they, surveillance. Yep.
1: So there, there's, there's the birds aren't real group. That's really what they're called. Um,
0: Gotta write those down.
1: <laughs> and it's I, I probably am not, not putting this in the best words, but I'm trying. Um, they uh they believe that birds were at one time real you know they, they were living creatures and the government has since captured um or killed all of them and replaced them with a robotic exact basically to surveil everything hmm. um which i actually don't doubt that i'm sure some birds could be be surveillance drones of a sort or yeah devices but that also doesn't explain hunting.
0: <laughs> I know. I was just thinking, if you know, you're gonna a couple go weeks ago, phez- my cat brought us a bird. And it was definitely real.
1: Yeah. It, like, you, you can't go pheasant hunting and cut open this robot and be like, oh, this is tasty. Yeah. <laughs> like, that doesn't work. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> That's really funny.
1: Um, Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: my favorite one at the moment. And I really... Here's the thing that even the term conspiracy theory was made up by the CIA.
1: Yeah, I do know which that. Which is hilarious. Yeah. That was actually after 9-11.
0: <laughs> well. <laughs> Sorry. Because <laughs> they wanted specifically, and I think Bush gave a speech at the UN, which was we have to punish people who talk about needless conspiracy theories about terrorism. And so mm, that feels like a red flag to me. Yeah, but, You know. Yeah. I will send you a movie that you should watch.
1: Uh-oh. <laughs> Movies? But... You got me sucked in now.
0: <laughs> um, JFK being killed by the CIA is mm. not confirmed because it's not the official story, but it's confirmed <laughs> in my book. Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
1: Well, I, I actually don't believe that Lincoln's assassination was some random dude that hated them for either the civil war or freeing the slaves or something like that.
0: Yeah, John Wilkes Booth. Yeah. He he apparently hated Yeah, easily could be. Easily.
1: Like
0: or like he did it but he he wasn't acting on his own. What is what you mean?
1: I maybe I I believe that the government was even involved or 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 organizations were involved in things that far back y- you know i think that's definitely 100 a possibility i mean some of our founding fathers were freemasons <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i'm over here like <laughs> you're not wrong <laughs> these yep. are the theories i have they're not conspiracies they're just theories <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay i um, could get on board with that i mean half of the country hated what abe lincoln was doing i mean clearly there was a war over it so well it's
1: not they hated the idea of freeing the slaves. The South much more hated the idea that they were being told what they have to do as
0: states. Sure. I think, I totally understand this. Because I feel like if I had so horribly mistreated somebody, mm-hmm. I would be scared out of my mind if they were freed. Because what were they, Were which night will I be murdered in my bed? Yeah. Yeah, I would be terrified.
1: Well, it, uh, some slave owners were, were terrible and horrid to their slaves. Others treated them actually rather well. Yeah, um,
0: more like servants or family members. Not yeah, that terrible. Yeah, they... Still shouldn't exist. No, I, I'm, I'm yeah. not
1: defending it or anything. I I don't think that it was a good thing. I'm very glad that it was expunged from the U.S. Um, Britain beat us, beat us to it, and I'm not super happy about that, but it's fine. They've, they've got to have something that they're proud of. <laughs> <laughs> We've got treason Day <laughs> um, But yeah, I, everyone likes to paint slavery, which it is a horrid horrid thing, but but they like to tr the, to paint the slaveholders rather as, as these all horrible people th- that treated their slaves like dogs, worse than dogs, even you know and, and granted yes there there were some i don't know how many that were like that but i also know that there were some i don't know how many that that were not yeah you know um
0: are you trying to say there were good people on both sides
1: yes i am isn't a that a scary thing thought to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there were good people on both sides of world war II. you know the soldiers in hitler's army yeah. Wait.
0: Oh, yeah, this is reminding me. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is about to get real dark, people. Get ready. So, uh, when Japan invaded China, mm-hmm. uh, one of the first cities they came to was Nanking. Yep. And they, it, it's hard to know, the numbers aren't clear, but it's like between 250,000 to 400,000 estimated Chinese people were killed in the span of a few months by the Japanese.
1: Wow. Um, For what?
0: (laughs) For existing. Oh, okay. So (laughs) Japan really wanted to expand their territory because it's a teeny island and they have a big population. I understand why they were like, got to expand. The other problem with Japan at the time is their insane emperor worship and their military discipline that made each soldier essentially not a human like you don't matter all that matters is service to the emperor and honor yes so they get into china to this city called nanking and they kind of read the room and they're like we don't have a chance against these people we'll surrender what that actually did to japan in the psyche of the soldiers who would rather be disemboweled then,
1: then surrender Then
0: surrender they're like these people are dogs. how how could they think of doing that dishonorable thing? And so then they just murdered and raped and you know fling babies in the air just to stab them with their bayonet on the way down oh like and so <laughs> their their system for execution is they had mass graves and they would line up Chinese people. And there would be a Japanese guy in front that would chop head off. The Chinese guy behind the just head chopped off guy would push him into the mass grave, step forward, head chopped off. So on and so on and so on. Okay. Wow. Where I was going with this is there was a Nazi uh, official in Nanking at the time that actually was working very, very hard to save Chinese lives. Mm. So that's one of those, like, you're a a Nazi, so you're supposed to be the worst human on the planet.
1: They just wanted to get rid of the Jews, though. (laughs) The Jews were their problem, not the Chinese.
0: (laughs) Chinese are fine, but yeah. (laughs) But he actually did a... I I forget, it's been a while since I read the book, and the violence was way more memorable than this one Nazi guy. But Mm. yeah, he saved quite a few people's lives yeah wow both good people on all sides i I don't know if there were good japanese i have have no doubt that there were
1: um like i'm not gonna say if it was one or if it was twenty i i'm just gonna say i have no doubt that there were (laughs) at least one okay (laughs) um (laughs) yeah it, it it's never the people that you're fighting it's always a system you know we were fighting the Nazi regime the Japanese imperial regime um and and in that you you have combat with people but that's only because they are fighting for their regime and and you're fighting against it you know it, it doesn't necessarily make that person bad you don't know whether or not like how much they believe in it or or anything else. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I could talk about World War II all day. The last book I read about it was that uh, Hitler and a lot of the soldiers were on meth methamphetam- and methamphetamines.
1: Hmm. I. I think a lot of the soldiers were I don't know about Hitler though. He was, was and he? it
0: eventually escalated to cocaine, which is actually hilarious because when Hitler was first elected chancellor, they had a war on drugs. <laughs> yes, I and, actually uh, remember that. that specific war on drugs was against cocaine. And so when later he was given cocaine and this is what the the doctor who was giving it to him at the time said, "Oh, you won't get addicted to it if I give it to you intravenously. It's only addictive if you snort it. <laughs> and Hitler believed him. So anyway.
1: That's wild. Yeah,
0: because Hitler didn't want to be addicted to this drug. Like, he kind of had a moment of, isn't this what we were fighting against? But the doctor was like, no, it's not addictive if I just shoot it straight up. Yeah, which. Have you ever seen the video of Hitler tweaking out at the Olympics?
1: Probably. i, I... I haven't seen any videos of Hitler recently. <laughs>
0: I'm going to have to search. Okay. We should wrap up soon, but I'll just show you this video. <laughs> Come watch this. Okay.
1: Yep, yeah, he looks like a tweaker.
0: Yep. He is out of it. <laughs> Anywho, so this has it's been... It's official. Hitler was a tweaker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well... We should probably wrap this up. This has been a two-hour podcast. Wow. About half of it has been on the original subject, which is fine. Yeah. I am just really glad to talk about this because, like I told Chase, is that if you understand this book, you will understand me. And so if a person out there wanted to understand my thought process about most of life, Mm. read this book and you'll get it. Yeah. And then read it again because every time I read it, I learn way more.
1: So you've got to read it like four times now to catch up to Abigail? Yeah. Yeah. Then you'll understand her. Then you'll understand Read it four times. Maybe it'll probably be five or six by the time you get (laughs) to it. Yeah. (laughs) Just keep reading.
0: (laughs) Okay. Let's wrap this up.